Welcome to the Forks of Elkhorn Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. You're listening to our weekly worship service message. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being here. I always like to share a little humor to get you prepared to, to hear more important things. Maybe you heard the story about the pastor that, that asked uh, for anyone who wanted to be prayed over to come to the altar for prayer. So folks began to file down the aisle and, and lined up, and, and old Leroy got up, and he came down too, and he was in line. And when it came time for the pastor to pray with Leroy, he said, Leroy, how may I pray for you today? And Leroy said, Preacher, I want you to pray for my hearing. And so the preacher put one finger in one of Leroy's ears and placed his hand on his head, and he began to pray and pray. and I mean, he prayed a blue streak over Leroy, and finally he said amen, and he took his finger out, and then he said, now, Leroy, how's your hearing? And Leroy said, I don't know, preacher. It ain't until next Wednesday. Check, 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 check. Had the wrong kind of hearing, right? I love what Pastor Rick Warren said many years ago in his book, Purpose Driven Life, God is real no matter how you feel. God is real no matter how you feel. It's it's easy to worship God when things are going great, when he has provided food and family and friends and health and home and happiness. But the real authentic worship comes, the deepest form of worship comes when we can praise God in spite of our pain, that we can thank him in the midst of our trial, trust in him when we're tempted, surrender to him when we're suffering, and to love him even when he feels distant. And in this beautiful psalm today, we see David, who no doubt had experienced all of these situations, we see David, not young shepherd boy David, but probably more seasoned, life-experienced King David, pen these beautiful words found in the 23rd Psalm. And today we come through this series to the fourth verse out of this study on the 23rd Psalm. And probably verse 4 is one of the most well-known passages out of the 23rd Psalm. And I, I will quote it how I memorized it years ago. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. And I don't know where you are in your walk today or what you're going through. I'd, I'd be willing to say that some of you are here today and you're going through a dark valley. And I'd be willing to say some of you have been on the brink of throwing in the towel and giving up and saying, I'm, I'm done, I'm through, 
I can't take this anymore. I mean, I'm in a rut. I'm in the same position I've been in for a long time. I just can't handle it. I'm ready just to check out of here. And that's possibly where you are today. But I pray that through this great passage of Scripture, we would come to understand that God is real no matter how you feel. And that through this great passage, we can learn that we all walk through dark valleys. We all walk through dark valleys. A shepherd in Palestine during the summer would let the sheep out of the gate and begin them on a long journey to go to the hillsides where there were uh, fields of, of grass for the sheep. You see, the springtime feeding would leave the pastures bare. And so the shepherd would begin a journey that many times would not end until autumn came or the fall came. And not all shepherds would, would take their sheep on this journey. Why? Because it was a long trek. It was a dangerous path. There were narrow trails and a lot of dark valleys. But yet the good shepherd would lead his sheep to the pastures to where they could be fed. And maybe you're here today and you're going through a dark valley. It's possible that your dark valley is one of grief. One of grief. I'm talking about you've experienced in your family the loss of a loved one or physical death. When I think about someone losing a loved one, I can't help but think about Job in the Old Testament, a righteous man who feared God and shunned evil. But yet, you know this story. The devil came in and, and began to wreak havoc on his life. And you remember that, that Job lost 10 children, lost all of his livestock. I think the, the Bible said he had like 7,000 sheep. He lost all of his livestock. He lost his own health. He had boils and sores all over his body. I can't imagine the grief he was experiencing. And we see just a glimpse of that in Job chapter 5, verse 5, when he said, and he was talking about the day he was born, he said, may gloom and utter darkness claim it once more. May a cloud settle over it. May blackness overwhelm it. That's how low he was. But yet, he continued to trust in God, even in his deepest grief. Are you going through a, a dark valley of grief today? But then maybe your dark valley could be one of depression. Even David the psalmist experienced depression. You remember in Psalm chapter 13, uh, verse 2, he said, how long must I struggle with my with my thoughts and have sorrow in my heart. Maybe your depression today comes from a broken relationship or, or maybe through a health issue or something going on at your work, but you are wrestling with these thoughts and sorrow that's overtaken your heart. Know that you're not alone. But then maybe you're here today in your dark valley 
your shadow of death comes from a numbness, which is spiritual darkness. Maybe you're here and you feel like you just can't feel anything. You have no emotion. You show no emotion in your marriage or with your children or in your spiritual walk. You have no desire to talk to the Lord. In John, 1 John chapter 1, verse 6, he said, If we claim to have fellowship with him, yet walk in darkness, then we lie, and the truth is not in us. Is it possible today that you're claiming to have fellowship with God, yet you continue to live like the world, and the reason there's a numbness and you don't feel anything is because the little G God of this age has so uh, controlled your heart and life that you are insensitive to spiritual things. You have been taken in by the world, and now you feel nothing. Well, today, God can help bring that back to you. Again, if you place your faith and trust in Him. This past Monday, I, I received a text. It's one of those kind of texts that you really don't want to receive. I, I received a text from one of our members that one of our former members was out in the ICU on a ventilator because he had taken an overdose of pills. So when I went to the hospital, I saw this 20-year-old young man struggling to breathe on his own with the ventilator, sedated, non-responsive, with his mom and dad weeping over their son. It's hard to know what to say when someone is at that point. But yet I prayed with them, and I told them that they were loved, and that we were praying for their son, that God might bring a miracle of healing in this young man. And in the latest report, I'm grateful to hear that he's rallying and I think he's going to make it. Praise the Lord for this miracle. Not everyone gets a second chance. But I pray today, whatever you're going through, whether it's relationships, finances, you think you've sinned beyond God's forgiveness, please know God loves you. He will forgive you. He will restore you. Life is worth living. And God's got a plan for your life. Things are never so bad. Now, I've seen too many people that are fighting to live. And I pray today that you'll be one of those folks that will desire to continue to live. For the one who is willing to die for you and for me, and then to, to raise from the grave to show that we have victory over death. Know this, we all walk through dark valleys, but... Also, we learn that we do not have to fear evil. It says, even though we walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. Along this path that we travel in this life, and the path that that shepherd would lead his sheep, there were poisonous plants and wild animals and, and maybe people with ill intent to bring harm or to even steal the sheep. That's why I love the analogy Jesus used in John chapter 10 the analogy of the shepherd and the sheep and the gate. And I love it when Jesus, in this verse we've used in this series earlier, 
in John 10, 10, the thief comes only to steal and to kill and to destroy, but I have come that they may have life and have it more abundantly or have it to the full. I'm so great, grateful today that we do not have to fear evil. David was, was sharing this prayer in Psalm 27, 1, when he said, The Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? And then down in verse 3, he said, When, when evil men uh, conspire or advance to devour my flesh, he said, When my enemies and foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Then he said in that familiar passage, Psalm 46, 1, God is my refuge and strength, an ever-present help in trouble. Verse 2, therefore we will not fear, though the earth give away. Some of you are here today and you are paralyzed by fear because of your situation or the uncertainty of what's going to happen in your health, what's going to happen in your marriage, what's going to happen in your relationship, what's going to happen at your job, what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. That's why we are to get things right with God today. And we don't have to be afraid. I love a story that Max Licato shared in his little book, Safe in the Shepherd's Arms. He shared the story about a buddy of his that has a real fear of crowds, large crowds. He said, as a matter of fact, when he's in a large crowd, his heart starts beating fast, he gets short of breath, and he said, he sweats like a sumo wrestler in a sauna. And he said, he gets so anxious in a large crowd. He said, one day, he and another buddy of his, they were golfing buddies, went to a movie theater together to watch a movie. And he said, as he and his two buddies went into the movie, instantly, his one friend saw the large crowd and those symptoms started to come. And he said, take a deep breath and he said, now I want to talk to you in terms that you will understand. He knew that he was a golfer. He said, listen, when you hit your ball into the rough and you find yourself surrounded by trees, he said, what do you do? He said, I look for an opening. He said, you don't focus on the trees? He said, no, I, I focus on that opening and then I tried to hit my ball through it. And he said, well, that's good advice for golf, and that's good advice for life. That when we're surrounded by troubles and, and evil people and problems, we don't focus on the, the trees, the problems, the other people. We focus on our opening, not on our fear. We focus on Christ who has made a way for you and for me to get through whatever it is we're going through. I think about what Paul said in 1 Corinthians 10, 12, and 13 when he was talking about temptation. He said, if you think you are standing firm, you be careful that you don't fall. No temptation has seized you except what is common to man. And God is faithful. 
He will not let you be tempted beyond what you can bear. But when you are tempted, not yet, but when you are tempted, he will provide a way out so that you can stand up under it. Look, God always provides a way out if you want out. There's a lot of people that don't want out. They want to keep living like they're living, doing what they're doing, giving in to temptation. God, you mark this scripture. God always provides a way out if you want out, and he is faithful. And he is faithful to bring you and me through that difficult time. Oh, today, we do not have to fear evil. And lastly, we are comforted by his presence. We are comforted by his presence. Even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for you are with me, your rod and your staff. They comfort me. You know what the psalmist was feeling? That God, his, his great shepherd, was his comforter, his companion, his guide, his protector. When he says, you are with me, your rod and your staff, the rod was a symbol of authority, the staff a symbol of support that the shepherd would use to count the sheep, to guide the sheep, to protect the sheep, to rescue the sheep that have gone astray. And that's exactly what God does for you and me. He wants to guide us and guard us and protect us and rescue us when we get off the path, when we get lost away from the flock. He wants to search for us to bring us back into the fold. And today it's comforting to know that God is always with us. In Isaiah 41.10, Isaiah wrote, so do not be afraid, for I am with you. And in Isaiah 43, 2, when we walk through the waters, I will be with you. Hebrews 13, 5, never will I leave you, never will I forsake you. And in Matthew 28, verse 20, at the end of the Great Commission, and surely I am with you always, even until the end of the age. Isn't it great to know that we are never alone? We have the presence of the Lord even in the darkest valley. God is with us. God is light and in him there is no darkness, but yet God's word tells us that God dwells in the darkness. In other words, he is with us even though it's not in him, he is with us when we're in the darkness. And he promises to bring us through those dark valleys as low and as bad as it may be. I'm so grateful for the last few years. This church has offered a wonderful ministry called Grief Share. So many of you have been participants in Grief Share. It's to help bring support and comfort and love to those of you all who have experienced loss in your lives. This past Thursday, I had the privilege of meeting with, I guess, around 30 or more folks down in the fellowship hall 
to go through a, a session called Surviving the Holidays. Holidays are when people really struggle when they've had loss in their lives because there's a missing plate at the table, a missing chair, a missing person. And many times that's when folks struggle. But I was so humbled and honored to get to do an opening prayer and a welcome to these folks, some from our church family, many from out in the community. And you know what I was able to say to those folks? I was able to tell them that they are loved and that they are not alone. I said, these folks around you are here because they've experienced loss. This church family is here. And look, there were people that had lost children, spouses, grandchildren, other loved one parents. There were people that had suffered every kind of loss, and yet they were here reaching out for love and support during this difficult time. I'd be willing to say that some of you are here today, and you could easily be one of those people that are saying, with Thanksgiving coming, with Christmas on the horizon, I need love and support. I'm lonely. I'm broken. And the Bible says that the Lord is close to the brokenhearted. And today, He wants to strengthen you. He wants to protect you. Ultimately, He wants to save you. And all you have to do is to trust in Him and say, I'm ready to follow you. I've tried it my way. I've tried to numb the pain. I've tried to self-medicate. And it hasn't helped. It's just spiraled me down further away. But today, if you just give it over to Him, He will guide you through this dark valley. That's a promise from His Word. May we pray together. I pray, O oh Lord, right now in the stillness of this moment that if there are any men or women or young people that have never placed their faith and trust in you or, or maybe they prayed that prayer during our prayer time and they want to come and make it public right now, Lord, give them the, the holy boldness to come to receive Jesus Christ into their heart, this free gift of love and mercy and grace. Or Lord, maybe there are other folks that are here and, and they've gotten off the path and, and now they're ready. They've tried it their way and now they want to come back because they know your way is better and your path leads to eternity and the other path leads to death and destruction. Or Lord, maybe there are some folks that have been visiting this church. They feel your Holy Spirit. And they want to be a part of this family of faith where they will not be alone. They'll be loved and supported as we all struggle together through this journey called life. Lord, we look forward to that day, one day, where we can follow you into the hills where there will be plenty of food and, and fellowship. And, and Lord, I pray that we would begin that journey even now of following you, our shepherd, in the strong name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to the Forks of Elkhorn Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. We'd love to have you join us this Sunday at 8.30 or 11 a.m. For more information about our church and our ministries, go to forksbaptist.org.